Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. What's going on? Maximal Beings, Doc Mock here with MaximalBeing.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. It does help us to get the word out. If you have any questions, you can email us at team at maximalbeing.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, Jackie P, your favorite layman, the layman with the plan. You must understand. Yeah, a little spoken word for you today. I felt it. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's good to see it, Doc Mock. It's been a while. I've missed you. A lot has changed over here. I mean, um, we started solid foods this week and yeah. And you know how I I always say like, if it's carrot, eat a carrot. Well, Mm. my son took it like an extra step and he said, if it's a carrot, wear a carrot. (laughs) So the part of solid foods has been wearing the food that he eats. And I would imagine that's probably good for your microbiome as well for the listeners out there. Although I would specifically prefer all of you to put things in your GI tract rather than on your dermatologic yeah. system. Yes. <laughs> for, those for those of you that haven't listened before, I'm Doc Mock. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist. That's a GI doctor that specializes in fancy procedures related to cancer. And I'm also boarded in functional medicine. And I'm here with Jackie P, who, like he said, is the layman with the plan. I'm the layman with the plan. I'm here to make sure that Doc Mock and Dr. Malafa don't get into this crazy high medical genius jargon, right? And make sure the folks at home who don't have medical degrees can follow along and learn and listen and walk away with something you can share at the next cocktail party, perhaps. I don't know. Um, But before we get into it, Dr. Malafa, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, and you are lifting me up just here in this introduction. So thank <laughs> you <laughs> uh, for for the invitation. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you. Okay. We're you know we're 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 I'm excited because you know there's a lot of nutrients out there that get a lot of attention. You know, you know mm-hmm. how I love the OMG omega three, right? That's been oh, a, yeah. a long term superhero of this show, but. Yeah. As we've learned in all the superhero movies, there's so many superhero nutrients out there, right, that we can talk about and learn about and see how it impacts our health. But before we get into that, ooh, cliffhanger, I want to learn a little bit about you, Dr. Malafa. How did you become the Dr. Malafa we are sitting here and speaking with today? But give us a little bit of that origin story. All right. Well, it's a long story, and I mean a long story, because I was actually um, born in Lagos, Nigeria. My parents are both Cameroonians, and so Cameroon had a connection with France because they used to colonize Cameroon. And so I left Africa as a teenager. Actually, I was 15 and went to join my brother in France to, um, to get a higher education. I came from very humble uh, um, 
beginnings because my parents couldn't afford going to college and university. So usually we would go abroad to do this. So when we went to France, I wanted to be a doctor, but I came from the English speaking part. So it, I had to learn French and then learn how to get into the system. And that's where I met a great friend um, in, 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 in Paris who said, why don't you go to the United States? <laughs> and, um, and I said, well, I don't know. I don't think that. And uh, those universities will look like a poor guy like me and and then help. And he goes, well, I'm from the south side of Chicago. And I went on to, um, you know, and he was actually sent to Paris by, uh, by at the time um, um, uh, for computers, you know, to do sort of advanced computers with them. And, um, and I thought, wow, you know, really? And he said, trust me, you know, um, I came from humble beginnings, but I went, I played basketball for one of the University of Wisconsin systems and it worked. So that's how I ended up in Wisconsin. So I went, I went to undergrad in Wisconsin and I did my medical school in Madison. And then after that, I, I decided to go into surgery. So I, I'm, I'm a surgeon. And also uh, did training in Ohio and went out to California to specialize in cancer surgery. And I also specialized in doing research. That's where uh, kind of the bug of looking at the role of nutrition in, in affecting cancer came in. And I've started to, I worked in, I've been working on research, looking at how to prevent cancer, sometimes using micronutrients. So that's that's me. I'm now at Moffitt Cancer Center, and I've been here for over 20 years, and I'm Dr. Mark's colleague, so we work together and, and, uh, and take care of a lot of patients, um, uh, especially patients with uh, pancreatic cancer. Uh, Dr. Mark started a, an awesome clinic called a high-risk clinic for patients uh, that can develop pancreatic cancer, especially patients that have cysts in their pancreas. And so using that uh, clinic model, we're able to kind of have a lot of patients who are at high risk. And so that kind of uh, puts us at, a, at an awesome position to maybe uh, apply some of our ideas about using health, nutrition, and so on to hopefully um, uh, modify the risk and, and prevent uh, some of these patients from developing pancreatic cancer. Okay. Wow. Incredible story. Incredible story. You don't know this, but if I needed my pancreas to be removed, which I don't, but I, and I hope that I don't, <laughs> I, hope that would, yeah. I would let Dr. Malafa remove it. He is just such a gifted surgeon and pleasant colleague and just such a prolific researcher. He was being very humble, but I mean, the man, I, all of you should PubMed him right now and look up this man's publication history. He, he, is, he is a researcher to the max. He's a maximal being researcher. Maximal. Oh, you're, very, you're very kind, Dr. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I didn't even get him lunch to say that today. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, great. He heals you a couple beers later now. Yeah. <laughs> great. Are you a healthcare practitioner searching for a comprehensive solution to streamline your patient referrals and improve collaboration with other practitioners? 
Look no further than Rupa Health, the ultimate platform for integrative and functional medicine practitioners. As a healthcare practitioner, I've struggled with the traditional referral process for labs. It's time-consuming, inefficient, and often lacks the necessary communication between providers and patients. But ever since I started using Rupa Health, everything has changed. That's right, Rupa Health is revolutionizing the way that practitioners connect and order lab work with their patients. Their advanced platform allows you to effortlessly send and receive patient lab referrals and secure their information, sending them the kits directly. This makes the communication directly with other patients and practitioners easy to take care of. I can't stress enough how much time and energy Rupa Health has saved me. With just a few clicks, I can easily order lab work and track their progress, and then I receive the results directly into my inbox, which I can send to the patients automatically with recommendations. Absolutely, Rupa Health's extensive network of lab testing and curated, integrated, and functional medicine testing allows practitioners to receive the highest quality of care and dedicate their practice to a patient-centered, holistic approach, which aligns perfectly with the values of healthcare in a functional medicine practice. Plus, Rupa Health provides you with excellent customer support. Their team is responsive, knowledgeable, and always helps with assistance in billing questions and how kits are shipped to your patients. They are dedicated to helping practitioners like us provide the best possible care for our patients. And if you're a patient listening, it allows you to seamlessly order your lab testing and receive all of the necessary information. Rupa Health has been a game changer for my practice, and as you know, it will be for yours too. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to save on lab testing by heading to labs.rupahealth, that's R-U-P-A dot com slash store slash storefront underscore V is in victory, G is in grape, X zero zero four zero zero. That's labs.rupahealth.com backslash store backslash storefront underscore V is in victory, G is in grape, X zero zero four zero i'll see you later maximal beings dr malafa we appreciate you coming across from all you know from (laughs) france to uh, wisconsin down in florida we appreciate you coming here sharing your story and let's talk about it you know so i i would like to hear a little bit you know of course we always talk about nutrition and how it is the foundation of a, a a good sound just healthy lifestyle but what was it was there something in specific specifically was there an aha moment or interaction or perhaps a patient that clued you in where you said oh you know what there might be something behind this like was there anything in particular that I guess you could say was a, a catalyst for you to start going down this track Yes, it's um, actually the catalyst was that the research, I actually trained at City of Hope, an awesome, awesome institution in Southern California for uh, hopefully some of our listeners know about this. And City of Hope has really been in cutting edge in terms of not only um, caring for cancer, but actually doing research in cancer. For example, one of the things that was discovered there was how to put insulin together. So, you know, so some of the research 
did that. So it's a really outstanding institution. So when I went there, I spent three years there. Two of those years, I was in research. I was in the lab. And to be honest, I was really um, inspired while there because, as you know, I kind of got that California vibe of anything is possible kind of attitude. You know? mm-hmm. Love it. So you had guys that in the afternoon will go play soccer together and they were just imagining all kinds of stuff, you know. So as we were um, talking, one of the areas that was so fascinating to me was uh, we were talking about this area called gene transcription. That was the area of research I was working on. And so we were talking about how cancer cells um, uh, were basically regulated through uh, signals that are sent to their genes. And it turned out that um, one of the areas that was so fascinating to me was that the uh, fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin A, and and so on became so, uh, they really were popular in those days. So there were people who were doing research with vitamin D and preventing colorectal cancer. And perhaps the aha moment was in vitamin A and looking at um, I had a neck cancers and so on. So retinoic acid and so on. And one of, and so with that uh, work, you know, I was uh, really like, wow, a simple nutrition could have these sorts of effects. And, and like patients that would have things like um, some skin lesions or leukoplakia and so on, people were investigating using retinoic acids and things like that to kind of modulate that. So, and the mechanism, so I was studying some of the mechanism and the mechanisms appear to be, you know, mechanisms that had to do with these um, uh, uh, basically nutrients uh, acting as uh, transcriptional regulators. So it turned out that the transcription factors like vitamin D transcription factors, as well as vitamin A, ended up being important transcription factors in cancer. So I was like, wow, I was just, I was smitten. I was like, wow, so maybe, and so I did some work in yeast and looking at how yeast regulate transcription. And so based on that work, I when I started to think of what to do in the clinic, I thought, wow, you know, is, uh, is there an area that's yet to be discovered? And I really, what I was trying to do was find a new, transcription factor uh, for a novel compound. And and I realized that vitamin E, even though we knew a lot about vitamin E, but nobody had cloned the transcription factor. So that's what got me into that rabbit hole. I started to look at vitamin E and I was wondering um, that unlike vitamin D and A that had some side effects and so on, I was fascinated that vitamin E did not appear to have a lot of side effects and people didn't know yet about how it actually worked. And there was a lot of theories behind what they thought it worked. So so that's that was my aha moment. And so I started to work in that area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, one, uh, I love a good aha moment. It's I think that's where all the, <laughs> all the greatest things of the world have come in. But Dr. Malaf, I, I feel like we've been having a great conversation, but I'm going to have to pull a layman flag on you. <laughs> I, I apologize. I haven't had to pull one out in a while. It actually kind of hurts, but you know, 
It's he usually on me too. Yeah, it's usually on it. Doc yeah. Mock, you know. <laughs> but for the folks out there who didn't go to school uh, in in medical school, you you said transcription factor a multitude of times. Yes. Catch us up. What is a transcription factor and why is it important? And why why was this like the key for vitamin E? Yes. So the it turns out all of so we are basically made of proteins or genes. Well, we all know everybody knows we're made of genes. So uh, and our genes are turned uh, have to become proteins. So genes are DNA. So from DNA we have to, they have to be transcribed. So they have to become RNA and from RNA, they become protein. So what transcription factors are, those are the switches or the proteins that help to direct the, pro, the, the gene to make specific uh, transcriptions or RNA. And so what they, they are, uh, they are proteins in the body that are kind of like key nodes or switches that switch on genes, make them turn on, turn off, decide. So if you will, they're kind of like the switches in your house, whether they turn the lights on or off. Mm. And so a lot of times we've been looking, and to be honest with you, even till today, I think a lot of uh, us, um, what we mean, in a lot of diseases, we all have been, the, the dream is that, wow, if you could just find that key switch, <laughs> yeah. you, and you can understand how to turn on and off. Maybe you can learn how to turn on and off cancer cells too. And maybe you could learn how to turn on and off any, you know, turn on the proteins you like and turn off the ones mm. you don't like. So that's the field of transcription regulation and transcription factors. Ah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for explaining that. And I think that was a, a great example. Such as on in the light. I'm like, ah, I get it. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I also have a follow-up question because you said side effects yes. uh, for vitamin A and, and other vitamins. And me, yeah. I'm over here thinking, hey, there are vitamins or vitamins. They're nutrients, right? You can't have too much of a good thing, right? So I know, I know vitamin E is the star of the show and, you know, we're going to talk about vitamin E, but I think I would, I would like to know, I just ordered, I just re-upped on my multivitamins over the weekend. So when you talk about the side effects and the other vitamins, are these in applications when you're trying to treat like an acute illness, or is this just like, Hey, someone is taking way too much vitamin A in their morning routine. You got it, Jackie. They, it's when they're taking too much, usually. So vitamins, by definition, means we need them to, for life. You know, this is something we have to take from nutri nutrients. So they're essential. We need to take them. But the key is we need to take them appropriately in the appropriate amount. The problem is if you take too much, it can go the other way. So for example, vitamin D, is important and it is important in regulating calcium in our body. Now, if you take too much vitamin D, you can get too much calcium or something like that. And so you could get side effects because of that. So that's an example of what we mean by side effects and so on. And, and a, a key difference for the listeners out there is that uh, our vitamins are kind of in two main parties. So water soluble, meaning that if you take that vitamin, 
it will dissolve in, in an aqueous solution, so, you know, something water-based. Versus there are fat-soluble vitamins like A, D as in dog, A as in apple, D as in dog, E as in elephant, and K as in kite. All of those four are fat-soluble. So they'll break down in fat tissue. But as a result, in you, the human, that is where it is stored in excess versus a water-soluble vitamin. If you eat anything extra, most of the time, you'll just urinate, urinate it out through your kidneys and through your bladder and your urinary system. So if you have too much of the fat-soluble vitamins, they'll kind of build up in your fat tissue and not really go anywhere, right? Unless you're releasing that fat tissue. And so that is why A, D, E, and K, you can actually have some bad side effects from taking too much. Back to you, Jackie P. Kiss your brain is so smart, Doc. Doc. <laughs> I tell you, I love to hang out with some smart folk. I learned <laughs> I, my brain just say, soaking it up. Well, that's All why right. I hang out with you, Jackie. Oh, 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 stop it, stop it. So one, thank you, Doc Mock, for cl clarifying that up. I think that's very helpful for a lot of folks. Are you looking for high-quality, evidence-based supplements to support your functional medicine practice? Look no further than Fullscript, the leading platform for healthcare practitioners to prescribe and order professional-grade supplements. As a functional medicine and gastroenterology doctor, I trust Fullscript to provide me with a wide range of high-quality supplements that meet specific needs of my patients. Their extensive product catalog includes trusted brands, ensuring that I have access to the best options for my patient's health. That's right, Fullscript offers a comprehensive selection of supplements, including vitamins, minerals, botanicals, and specialty formulations, all sourced from reputable manufacturers. Plus, their rigorous quality control ensures that you're getting products that meet the highest quality standards of purity and potency. And what I love most about Fullscript is the convenience it offers. With their user-friendly online platform, I can easily browse, prescribe, and manage supplement protocols for my patients. It saves me valuable time and streamlines the ordering process. Absolutely, Fullscript makes it easy to create customized protocols for your patients and track their progress. Plus, they handle all the logistics from inventory management to shipping, so you can focus on what matters most, providing excellent care to your patients. So if you're ready to take your functional medicine practice or wellness to the next level, visit us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being. That's us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being to receive your 15% discount on customized supplements and check maximal being standardized protocols for gut health. Fullscript has been a game changer for my practice and I know it will be for yours. Don't miss out on this incredible resource for functional medicine practitioners and patients alike today. So let's let's talk about vitamin E. So yeah. <laughs> you know vi vitamin E like this is 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 this our guy? Is this is this our our are are we going to get to where we're going to be? Like what are your thoughts? Like what what is it about vitamin E that is giving you the, uh, you know, I guess the hope, or I guess the, you know, the, I guess the, what's the, what's the word, the hypothesis that this is something that we should be unraveling? Yeah. Well, the, the, the interesting thing, the reason vitamin E is so exciting is that it is kind of a paradox, okay? <laughs> So first of all, we, you know, it was thought that because vitamin E was so essential and basically 
it's a free radical scavenger or it helps us. So what happens is all of our tissues, as Dr. Mark mentioned earlier, so all of our cells have membranes and the membranes are made up of fat or lipids. And those lipids, when they're reacting and moving and doing all their job, they generate free radicals, which are like oxygen, things that can be very destructive to the cells. So the reason we need vitamin E in nature or normally in as a vitamin is that when we consume that, that comes and clears all those bad free radicals. That's its job. And so it stabilizes membranes. So once scientists discovered this, people were very excited because they thought, wow, if that's the case, the, we all know that free radicals cause all kinds of problems. They cause aging. That's what makes us get old. That's what, um, that's what causes heart problems. That's what causes um, you know, uh, outside, you know, the brain issues, that's what, and by the way, maybe that's what causes cancer to drives cancer. So clearly, oh my God, this thing could be the magic pill and it could help with a lot of diseases. And that's why people had been investigating vitamin E to use it um, for health, to try to protect against a lot of different diseases. Well, it turned out that as far as the story for cancer was concerned, it was kind of mixed story. So the thinking was that, um, yes, if you took vitamin E, as you said earlier, you know, Jackie, Peter, is that if you, you know, it's good to get a balance of vitamins, no question about that. And I think if you're taking the normal amount of vitamins, it really puts you in an even keel and is good for your general health, no question. But now we're talking about people saying, well, if this one does that, if it really clears all my free radicals, maybe if I took a lot more, I may feel, I may, you know, even it might even work better. Well, it turned out that maybe not because there were some trials. So there were trials that were done and a, fam a famous trial is called the alpha tocopherol beta carotene trial that looked at vitamin E for protecting against lung cancer in smokers, okay? And that study involved thousands of patients and, um, and they tested them where they gave alpha tocopherol, which is the vitamin E, uh, in some gut combination with beta carotene and so on and so forth. The disappointing thing was that surprisingly, unfortunately, it didn't show the protection that we expected in fact, there might have been more lung cancer in some that took the alpha tocopherol, which was kind of uh, not what you would have expected. Well, one of the things that happened with that trial is that people started to look at other cancers that it may have protected. And there were several, many papers that come out of that trial, initially saying, oh, well, it may not have worked for lung cancer, but look, it was protected against prostate cancer. So that led to a huge prostate cancer trial that also looked at will vitamin E protect against prostate cancer. And once again, when the results came out, people were, we don't know. So, you know, there was a lot of mixed signals. So here was this vitamin that people thought, oh my God, should work or should be a free radical and free radical is the, but so why, okay, so, What's changed or what is the paradox? Well, it turned out that in nature, 
there are two kinds of vitamin E naturally that occurs in nature. And that's the discovery, the recent discovery that has made the field more exciting. So there is the tocopherol, alpha tocopherol, which is the, when we use that term vitamin E, that's what most people are referring to. So we're referring to alpha tocopherol. But there is another family that's called tocotrienols, okay? They are very similar. The difference though is that the tocotrienols uh, have a different chemical structure, put it that way, okay? <laughs> and, and they come from different kinds of foods compared to the tocopherols. In fact, the tocotrienols usually come from whole grain foods, wheats, and, and things like that, nuts, and so on. So, some, uh, so uh, about 20, 30 years ago, somebody found out that when you test those two compounds, say against cancer cells, they behave very differently. This is what got my team very excited because then all of a sudden, it looked like the alpha tocopherol that we have been studying for years turned out to be not the type of vitamin E that has activity, at least against cancer cells. And maybe I'm specifically focused now on cancer since that's my area. So that's where we did research. So a lot of our work tried to, and, and, and not just us, but a lot of people started to look into the field and realize that, oh my God, maybe we've been start studying the wrong molecule, number one. <laughs> and number two, maybe the way we thought that this molecule is working against cancer is not the way it's working because both molecules, both types of families, they all do free radical. In fact, they all do it well together. They all do the same, but, and that part of the chemical uh, molecule that does free radical is unchanged between them. But there's another part of the, the molecule that's changed. And that's the part that we think makes one very active against cancer and the other one not as active. So, so now that opens a very, as a researcher that whenever you have a paradox for us, that means excitement, that means discovery, that means trying to figure out what's going on. So, um, and, and a good exercise to do, I used to tell folks is if you did a search, you know, you're looking at, if you just put vitamin E in cancer, of course, there's hundreds of thousands of papers on PubMed. If you put alpha tocopherol in cancer, you will have tens of thousands of papers. If you put tocotranol in cancer, you will see that there's only a few hundred because it's still a, a young field. You know, it's a field that we're showing that that's, that vitamin E has different properties. And so far, uh, we, have, we have done phase one trials in humans and there's several other uh, new clinical trials coming out. And we're doing a, a, a large phase two trial funded by the NCI, looking at that active, Delta to Cotrano and its effect in preventing cancer. And so that's the difference. That is the excitement about vitamin E is that now we think that, oh, vitamin E that we thought was just one compound may not be one compound. And we thought only had one property, it may have more, much more than one property. And in terms of, and, and we're actually finding out that in other areas of health, that tocotranos are very, uh, are very exciting. So there's a lot of investigation going on 
on its role um, in terms of modulating cholesterol or helping heart disease and helping other diseases. And in cancer, I'm convinced that that family of tocotrienols is going to end up being very, very useful. And we're going to be able to demonstrate that it will have very strong activity against cancer. Uh, that was an awesome summary, Dr. Malafa. I, I really appreciate that. Um, for the listeners out there, I encourage all of you to go back to our episode not too long ago on C60, where we talk a little bit about free radicals. And then, I don't know, about a year ago now, Jackie, we talked about glutathione. And so those are big players in this whole reactive oxygen species, free radical uh, scavenging uh, benefit that Dr. Malafa is talking about. The content included is not intended to be used as medical advice, and viewers should consult their physician or healthcare provider should they have additional questions. The viewers should not rely on information contained in these presentations for immediate or urgent medical needs. Additionally, if you think you have a medical emergency, call your physician or go to the emergency department or call 911 immediately. Never disregard professional medical advice or rely on seeking medical care or delay medical care due to information contained in this presentation. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.